Amaze me. You know, like I said before, just play my game, shoot the open shots, get downhill, make plays, transition, get easy ones, and play defense. That's just what I do. That's what I need to do. Yeah, I mean, I trust my work. You know, when you trust in your work, you trust in yourself, you're not surprised when any of this happens. sound that you've never heard before clipper nation because that horn oh is the God. specific horn it's so specific for the conference finals the what? final four that's the sound of the first ever final four horn i'm your host chris paul george terrence man go wild with me from the home studio in burbank is the one and only burbank hank and before i say anything else I just want to congratulate you, Hank. Oh, congratulations! I don't mean to interrupt you, but I would like Please to do. respectfully congratulate you, Chris Kawild. I'd like to congratulate you. Congratulations for making it to the Western Conference Finals. I All want to of congratulate you, long-suffering Clipper Clippers Nation. fans. Oh yeah! Holy oh, wow! Yeah. Uh, I have to. I I literally have to tell you something, and this is this is the first time I've experienced it this way, and. It was very oh, buddy, similar buddy, to I'm gonna, Game sorry. 7. Hey, hey, I know where this is headed. I love you, too. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I genuinely will edit that out. So I, when we won Game 7, Round 1 versus the Spurs, the mm. crowd was hyped. We felt like the crowd willed the Clippers that win. But yeah. that game, that game was a back-and-forth game. That was not 75 for the Spurs and 50 for the Clippers. So I would just like to say to Clipper Nation, for the first time ever as a Clipper fan, I was in the building and experienced what I've always wanted to experience, an actual home crowd favoritism, home court, a true, for the first time ever, home court advantage. And Clipper Nation, you did that. You willed that team back. We were down 25. It was 75 to 50. We went on this crazy plus 20, plus 30 run. In the third quarter, we were we were still not even down. We were still not even down single digits. We were still down double digits. The crowd went nuts and willed that team back into that game. And Terrence Mann put it on his shoulders and willed that team back into that game. The crowd was phenomenal. I was at a finals game in 2000 where it was a Los Angeles team versus, I believe, an Indiana Pacers team. It was like a funeral at that game in 2000 compared to what it was tonight. I've never I've never heard anything like it. I've never seen anything like it. Staples Center has never been that loud, has never reached that decibel ever. I, L.A. King's Stanley Cup, I, I'm telling you, that was special and spectacular. And what really made it great, we were down 25. Down in 25, the buddy. Half. Down 25. And it's on the shoulders of Clippers Nation. It's also on the shoulders of Terrence Mann, who for the first time in since 1997, he is the yep. first Clippers player to score 20-plus points in a single quarter in a postseason game. Since oh. 1997. And listen, the game... The game started off 20 points in the third quarter, Terrence Mann. And Terrence Mann had 10 points, and the Jazz had 10 points at one point. It was Clippers 12, Jazz 10. Oh, yeah, man. And Terrence Mann had 10 of them. threes, draining threes. At one point, I want to say he was five of seven from three very early on in the game. Like, very early on, it was 30. The the Jazz outscored us by two points in the first quarter, and then they won in a 39-point tear over our 19 points in the the second quarter. quarter. But then... We scored we 41 we scored 41 points in the third quarter and 40 points in the fourth quarter. Terrence Mann went to the free throw line in the first quarter and I literally yelled loud enough for ent- the entire Staples Center to hear MVP. I literally chanted MVP and people laughed because I chanted MVP in the first quarter. The first time Terrence Mann went to the free throw line, I had no idea that was a prophecy. But I had on- no idea. The only that person it was who sh- the only person who shot more threes in the game than Terrence Mann with ten threes was Donovan Mitchell with fifteen, and Donovan Mitchell only made two more threes. Oh, I Terrence saw Donovan Mann Mitchell's did. wheels fall off. Well, well you, can, I, you can only I do so much out, by yourself. I tweeted out in in at the half. 
I was like, the Clippers went six for 20 from three in the first half, okay? And let me just bring it up because I don't remember. But basically, they were lights out shooting like over 60% from three. And I said, well, the scales are going to tip in the second half. I felt that way too. I was not worried. And man, I, I, oh, come on. 75-50, you weren't worried? No. No, I sincerely wasn't worried. I sincerely wasn't. They shot they, so they shot twelve wait, from wait. 19. Let me be. Let me be very clear. I was never. Yeah. I was never pervious. You were I never pervious. No, we we kept mostly. We were eighteen points down. Mostly we were eighteen points down. That kept being the number. We sort of get, sure. get 20, 25, sure, but mostly we were eighteen. Yeah, points at one down. point the closest we got was fourteen. I was like, golly. And I just felt like it was going to turn around. I just felt like it was going to turn around. I'm, I am just. I have to tell you, man, they were not kidding. That that Mike Conley guy, what a difference maker. Woo! Uh, he, his, I saw him break down and fall his, apart. It was his, great. His one of six from three and one of eight oh, from the God. field and negative eight. In the How plus many minus, assists? his five How many assists for their playmaker. Three, <laughs> three, <laughs> three assists. So three assists Hold and on. five points. But it's it gets better, Chris. He's responsible for about a dozen points. There's your have point you card. heard? Have you heard of the assist to turnover ratio? Have you heard of this? I sure stuff? have. Yeah, of course, of course. Three assists. Team high, six turnovers. <laughs> oh, that's no bueno. He was horrible. He shouldn't have it was a desperation mood. He move he shouldn't have been out there. They should have dude, what's his name? The the sixth man of the year came in and single handedly destroyed the Clippers in the second quarter. Jordan about Clarkson, Clarkson came yeah, yeah, in yeah. and but lit wait. it up and I'm like, wait. Oh my god. Wait, I have we one more stop him. I have one more turnover stat to add to the whole mix. You're gonna really enjoy it. I like to enjoy Mike Con- Mike Conley, six turnovers. Would you like to guess how many turnovers the starters of the Clippers had combined? Two. <laughs> six. Six. There you go. Same as Conley. And you know how many turnovers the bench had? No. Wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to re- – I'm going to – I'm literally delirious, and I'm on cloud 99 right now. Yeah. You're telling me Mike Conley, their their great hero that they've waited for, who is always the playmaker and the difference maker of the best team in the NBA record-wise. Mm. Number one seed overall, not just in the West. Best oh, team yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. They were waiting for their playmaker to come back. He comes back. He turns the ball over a total of six times, which is exactly the number of combined for the Clippers starters. The entire game oh, was no. six. No, I'm sorry. I wasn't done yet. That's actually the combined number of turnovers for the Clippers team. Oh, my God. Stinky. Mike Conley had as many turnovers as the entire Clippers. We only turned the, over, the ball over six times. You know what was great? The refs really tried to get the stupid Jazz back into that game. And the Jazz hadn't committed a team foul until like, the entire fourth quarter. They hadn't committed a team foul. And then all of a sudden, they're trying to play... Uh, stop the clock foul, except for, oops, the refs hadn't called a single foul on anyone on your squad, and it kept being side out. I was like, oh, sorry, refs. Oops. Sorry, Jazz. Oops. You know what's ironic, Hank? I feel jazzed about this Clipper win. <laughs> All right, so I, I want to go back to what I was saying. Yeah, we sorry. went six for 20 in the first half, okay, from three. They shot 12 from 19 from three in yeah the, in the first half in the second half we shot 14 for 19 and that was the lights out difference maker patrick beverly who hadn't made a basket in 25 years shot three three dagger three pointers just yeah. dagger dagger yeah. dagger yeah patrick beverly daggers and we had we did not have we did not have the chris wild six pack but we didn't need it because of Terrence Mann's 39 points, because of Paul George's 28 points, because Reggie Jackson's 27 double, points. Double-double. We had, f- we double, had double. five guys in double digits. Terrence Mann, Nicholas Batum with 16, Patrick Beverly with 12, and those aforementioned big three. It's the first time the Clippers have ever gone to the Final Four, and oh right now I'm here to tell you because this <sighs> game, this is the best we've ever done. Right now, for me, the Clippers' Mount Rushmore is Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Terrence Mann, and Reggie Jackson. <laughs>
Like, <laughs> I mean, that's it. This makes sense. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, Blake it Griffin, you're gone. Bob McAdoo, you're gone. No, I think Chris you could Ball, put, gone. I think you could put Ty Lue. I think Ty no, Lue could be in there, too. It's got to be a player. No, t- Ty Lue is playing chess. It's got to be players. It's players, right? sides of the table. It's got to be players, yeah. No, I've, if, it, if it was coaches, it would be Ty Lue, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and then Ty Lue again. That, Ty <laughs> Lue oh my gosh. is playing chess, and everyone else is playing Candyland. Quinn Snyder was outcoached as, with his little hipster, Echo Park, tight black jeggings, I think you called them. He literally looked like he was out there. Like he he brought out a vape pen at one point, and he <laughs> and he started playing trap music. And I was like, "What's happening? What what is happening?" Ty Lue is the fact. Like my son went to the game with me, and he was literally he was like, when I told him, he goes he goes Ty Lue should have been the all star coach. And I go, you know, who the all star coach was Doc Rivers versus Quinn Snyder, and my son got mad about. Oh that. yeah. <laughs> It's good for him to learn. It's good for him to Doc learn. Doc Rivers didn't. Doc Rivers, sorry, you ain't it. You ain't it. And he still might get to the final four. He might. He might. Quinn Snyder, he didn't get to the final four. Jazz uh, just, did not get to the final four. Can we four. please just talk for one second about the all-powerful, all-important seeding, the postseason, the seeding. <laughs> oh, Jazz, we're number one seed. Oh, the seeding. Well, you know, that's going to help for home court advantage. That they, We play, actually, game seven in Utah, so they have the edge. Oops. Uh, oops. Oops. You're done. You got swept. You got, I, I call it a gentleman's, gentleman's sweep. sweep. Someone else used that Technically, on, someone else used that expression. Does it mean something else? Supposedly they say there's a backdoor sweep, which I know you're interested in. You know, I like and that. there's a gentleman's sweep. That I also and a gentleman's like. sweep is when you win in five, you like give the other team a win. But I love the fact that this is a true, we just swept them four out of four. We won four out of four. Well, this I and like after, the backdoor sweep. That's that's to say that backdoor sweep. You don't win the if, however many games you lose, you then sweep to win door. the series. That's the front, yeah, that's the front door. That's the front, front door. door the front door is it's also all dirty nice. and filthy. It's dusty. It's a welcome mat. <laughs> it's filthy. But in the backdoor swept, you can eat off the backdoor because we just did a backdoor sweep four in a row. Well, buddy, let's not let's let's not sleep on O two multiple times. Let's not sleep on Iron Man. Let's not sleep on Iron Man. Paul George, he played forty six minutes tonight. He got twenty eight points, and and honestly, he was one rebound and three assists away from a triple double. He was very close to a double double. Uh, Reggie Jackson double doubled. Marcus Morris honestly didn't have the best line of the night, but he started very nicely tonight. He started off with some nice shots and some nice plays. There's just no way around the fact that Terrence Mann is the star of the game. He's a star of the game, but I, I can't remember if it's not eight or nine games. Paul George, the first player in Clippers franchise history to go nine, or I guess maybe it's 10 games with 20 plus points in the postseason. 20, yeah, like, it might, it might like, actually be more at this point. It might be 11, homie. I think this might have been 10 to, but regardless, regardless, it's double digit nights for the much maligned and slandered, you know, second quote unquote best player on our team who has hoisted the team onto his shoulders. And we had a conversation in our last clip cast of who's going to step up. And it was, would it be Batum? Would it be Morris? Would it be both of them? Right. Holy Terrence Mann, the last two games, man. 39 points, and he almost had 41 with that slam dunk. Chris, it's, it it's not a career <laughs> high. It's not only a career high for him in points. It's sure. the most points he's scored in a game, including college. Ever. Oh, my God. Where he ever. was a null. Where he was a semi Florida, Florida State Seminoles, man. Fiondu shout, shout out to Scott Golden, man. Shout out to shout my out Florida Fee. panhandle people, man. Shout I feel for Fee. Fee. You got to feel Shout for out Fee. The, uh, you got to feel for Fee right now. The World Series, the Knowles. No, don't care. I don't feel anything. I don't care about Fee. I honestly don't care about Fee at all. I only care about <laughs> Terrence Mann, former Clipper, who led the Clippers. Former Clipper great Fiondu, we love you, but I don't care about you. Terrence Mann led the Clippers with 39 points to their first ever Final Four. Seven of ten, seventy percent from three. 70% from three, shooting 10 threes. Not not 70, not like 70% from three because he shot a couple of, shot three threes and made two. I mean, literally. Are you ready for this? Jeez Louise, this? man. 10 threes. Paul up. George. Paul George is the first player in franchise history to score 20 plus points in 13 <laughs> consecutive postseason games. What'd you say, 11, 10? 
I'm choking 13. on my I'm choking on my beer. That shocks me. I'm choking. You're choking on your choking lies. On my beer. You came on you came on this show <laughs> and you said it was ten. And I have here to tell you. Thirteen. Tonight was number lucky number thirteen. We play game one of the Western Conference Finals on Father's Day. Oh my gosh. Is there a mute button? Am I only hearing it, or that did the listener also hear that? Are you still choking on your tears? Your beers and tears. You may have died. I think we just lost Burbank Hank. I think Burbank Hank just died. I'm still here, but I had, I had oh, the microphone. He's an angel. You ding dong. I had the microphone volume turned down like you taught me. Ah, the cough button. It's a good one. Cough button. Well, I may, I may Sunday, have to actually add sound effects. Noon thirty. I'm guessing it's on ABC. You know what's cr- that's. You know what's crazy, Hank? Why in God's sweet holy? Why in Stephen Ballmer's holy name are we playing in forty eight in less than forty eight hours? That is nuts. Well, yeah, it's really crazy. Now, listen, it's crazy, but because there is were, Chris there were... Paul still in protocols? I, I, I mean, he has COVID-19, so he can't play. Wait, we know that he has it? Yeah, I do. I know that he has it. Oh. I'm, I'm, literally, my source is like, he has COVID-19. So, supposedly, he was vaccinated, uh, so it'll leave his system quicker, but he, but he cannot can't play. But he can't play if he's positive. So that could be a, he has COVID nineteen. That could be what two weeks. I don't think so because he's vaccinated. But if he tests, po- but it doesn't mean it gets out of your system faster. It just means you don't get I, as sick. We are not, not doctors, which is not we new, are not doctors. Which is not new. We're not doctors, but I have played doctors on many children's television programs. Oh, many absolutely! I play. I've played doc when I was a kid growing up. I played doctor all the time. Katie Uh-oh. Smickle. Oh no! Katie. Oh no! <laughs> Her name was Katie Smickle. Of course, it was. <laughs> her father her worked this? at the M&M Mars plant. I'm in sure Hackett's that you Stand, used to like to boast to your friends you gave her the Smickle Pickle. The Smickle Tickle. Well, that's... <laughs> well why not the Smickle Pickle Tickle? Okay, why so <laughs> why not? All right, so I really so want to hyper-focus. Sunday. 12.30 Sunday. Yeah, yeah, 12.30 Sunday, which I think is kind of bananas because hypothetically this thing goes to seven, so we play game seven on Sunday, okay, so it didn't. So it's the Western Conference Finals, and I understand Sunday is the NBA's big day. It's ABC. It's big time ratings. Why do we play in less than forty-eight hours? It makes absolutely no sense. That being said, we are gelling. We have been playing every other day, literally since round one. Since round yeah. one, we've been playing every other day. I yeah. think early round one, we had two days off at one point. But meanwhile, Atlanta and Philly, I know for a fact they got two days off in between games twice. So that's a real head-scratcher. That is a real head-scratcher. Why does Atlanta versus Philadelphia, two very big markets, why do they get two days off in between games in their seven-game series twice? But meanwhile, the Clippers have to play in less than 48 hours. That's just not fair. Well, buddy, I will tell you that as the quote goes, the answer to all of your questions is money. Money. And so there's just not a scenario where on Father's Day, when there mm, is not— day. When there day. is day. Our, our special day. When there is not football going on, they are going to no, do— Whatever sport can put a game on on the day that all of us are guaranteed to be sitting on our couches with our feet up, they're mm. going gonna to take that. They're, they're going to take that chance to put a game on TV, and this is a very hyped and exciting— There's not a more exciting game right now. It's no. not a more exciting no, game no, no, right no. now, these red-hot Clippers versus these red-hot Suns. There's, it's such a great narrative. Chris Paul, the former Clipper who never got there with the Clippers, now his team that's the upstarts— Oh, my God. Who swept, oh my God. Who swept through their last round, now playing the Clippers, who every round— St- they start 0 and 2 every 0-2. round. First time in the NBA, I believe that a team has no, gone ever. 0 yeah. and 2 twice. in the postseason twice. twice in the same season and won those That's series. Right. So That's right. So I think it's a great story. Um you know, it's game 1, so maybe I guess I guess if I'm being fair, which I like to be, obviously a ga- a closeout game is always the most exciting thing, but if you can put these teams on TV, you put them on TV. I thought you were going to say I, I can't it. believe and this Sunday game is the biggest. I thought you were going to say I can't believe day. this game was on ESPN tonight. <laughs> no, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. My wife was so pissed cuz she watches Skip and Shannon every day Monday oh, through Lord, Friday. Oh lord, no wonder she's mad all the son. time. No wonder she <laughs> well, No wonder she hates the Clippers. No wonder she hates the Clippers. 
this Skip, woman, God Skip's bless a, her. Skip's and a I, Clippers fan, though. I know that. I know that. And so she was very bummed that she has to wait until Monday to see Skip's reaction. But I was like, open up his Twitter and read his tweets. Sure. Because I'm sure they were delightful during this game. All right, so, Hank, at the half, okay? Yeah. The Utah Jazz were shooting 58.7% from the field, over 63% from three-point. We were shooting just under 42% from the field, and we were shooting 30% from the three-point land. Guess where we finished up for the game? Well, I I feel— They dropped precipitously. The basement— fell out they were in the elevator and all of a sudden they were on the penthouse and all of a sudden they got to the ground floor real quick they dropped down to 49 percent for the game after shooting 59 percent for the half so that i mean do the math 47 that is a, that, by the way 40, I mean, 47 percent not 49 percent from three it's even worse no they i know f- but they were for, but i'm saying from the field their field goal percentage oh, the field. was 49 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 49% on the game. In the first half, it was 59%. So do some quick math. That means in the second half, they shot 39% to even it out at 49%. And then the Clippers, boop, 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 end up with 56.5% on the field, shooting over 50% from three after in the first half, they only made six out of 20. That is crazy. You know what, you know what was really crazy to me and exciting was to see, and I think this started last game, the, you know, when Bogdanovich came out blasting threes, going, what did he go, six yeah. of six from three last game? And it was like, oh, In Lord. a losing effort. It was insane. In a losing but, effort. But you know what we kept doing? We kept shooting twos. And right. so they'd go on these runs of Which threes. And we'd be down a couple of points. And the, but we kept but but in our in our two losses at the beginning of the series, we were getting tons of stops. But we kept hoisting threes when we were cold, when we could have driven the lane, gotten Rudy Gobert in trouble with an, with a giant big who that doesn't always play well in postseason basketball. Um, but mm. we, we just wouldn't drive the lane. We just wouldn't come in and get these short shots. And the first game that we won, game three, remember, we sat there and Kawhi Leonard was taking his shots from his spots. And what I find yeah. really interesting is that we shot the exact same number as field goals of field goals as they did in this game mm. the exact same we both each we team took the exact sh- same 80, amount of shots 85 shots wow they shot five more threes than we did but they only mm-hmm. made one more three on those attempts the only and who won but we did not get back we did not get we did not start the momentum of getting back into this game with a barrage of threes. We started the momentum of getting back into this game with stops and twos, with stops yes. and layups, stops and dunks. And the three look, threes were a part of it, but it's not what sure. turned the momentum. Like there's something to be said for just getting easy buckets. And something about the modern NBA and the Golden State Warriorization of the league and yeah. draining tons and tons sure. of threes is that sure. teams will be really far down. The teams will be like eight points down and just be hoisting threes, and it's like... Oh, the Jazz, the hey, Jazz put up twos. the most threes in the league. The Jazz put up the most threes in the league. Yeah, but they didn't make they the most... they were the number one seed. They, they weren't the number one three-pointing... Three no, three point shooting in team in the league were they? Who was no, that, that? I wonder. No, that was uh, that was us. Oh, who that was won? our team. Who, who ended up winning? <laughs> who who's that? I can't remember. This is really fun. Uh, is all right, so fun. guess what? So Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year. Okay. Wah, wah. And Reggie Jackson played a lot of hero ball, and it was effective in that fourth quarter. I would like to play a little guessing game with you. Oh, I like that. In games five and six, two games. Let's combine them. Guess Ooh, okay. how many blocks Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year, had, and we just kept attacking him and attacking him with oh. guys that were much smaller. Give me an, give me an over under. You want to give me? If, can I give you? I I have a feeling it's one or none. Oh, he had none I have tonight. A feeling, I know he had I have none a tonight. Feeling, I have a feeling that it that is right. It is one of those two, and it's the lesser one. Zero. <laughs> He's had zero blocks in two games, and. Ty, that is Ty Lue. That is Ty Lue so drumming up saying, so Chris, attack him. Attack who's, him. One of, Patrick Beverly had more blocks than Rudy Gobert. Had more blocks tonight than Rudy <laughs> Gobert in the last two games. I, like, I kind of like when you called him Rudy Gobert. Gobert. 
Hey, did you see? Did you see what somebody did to Terrence Mann? To Terrence, <laughs> I like to call him officially Rudy. Gabor. Rudy go home, because guess what? You Rudy lost Gabor. Utah Jazz. Hey man, did you see the what somebody did? The number one seed. Peace. Did no, you, did you see what somebody? Did you see what somebody did to Terrence Mann's Wikipedia page? <laughs> tell me everything. Listen to tell this. Me Listen to this. Terrence Stanley Mann. Born October 18th, 1996, is an American professional basketball player for the Los Angeles Clippers of the National Basketball Association and, cur- right. and currently the owner of the Utah Jazz. <laughs> he is he is the father to his own he is the father to his only son, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. Oh, God bless you, Internet. You win. You I win, Internet, Internet, once man. again. I really love it. Oh my I gotta, gosh! I, I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna expand again because it, that arena. Oh, again, buddy. proud of Clipper Nation. Again, uh, I was at. I was in 2000. In the year 2000, I went to an NBA Finals game at Staples Center. I went to Game Five back when it was Best of Five Round One, and it was Elward versus Jason Williams and Chris Webber's Sacramento Kings. I was there in Game Five, and and winner advances to Round Two, loser goes home. Shaq and Kobe. Elward wins. It it was like a funeral in the volume compared to what I experienced tonight. I'm not exaggerating. I was in the I was in the building for the finals when Elward beat Reggie Miller's Pacers, Shaq and Kobe. I'm telling you, it was subdued. People were happy, people were cheering, but the the crowd lights, the the house lights are out. Can't really see anything. You can only see the basketball. Can't see your neighbor. It was subdued. I wasn't there when they won the series, but maybe they won it on the road. I don't remember. I don't care about that team. But I'm telling you, I've been to big sporting events in Staples Center for the quote-unquote owner of the house or what have you. And and I get it. We're re- we rent that house. This is a summer rental, and we're moving off of Prairie Avenue or whatever it's called into Inglewood, and it couldn't happen soon enough. And we may have a couple banners to hang up there when we move there. Nothing I've ever experienced in Los Angeles sports had the volume of that third quarter – Every fan was on their feet for the entire second half, and we were down by 25. Like, that was what was crazy. I was like, this fan base is willing them back into this game. Obviously, the players are helping. (laughs) Technically, they're the ones doing it. But we were down 12, and we were going crazy. We were down 16. We were going down 14. Then all of a sudden, we're in single digits. I mean, the the place lost their minds. The I had never heard an indoor arena in Los Angeles that decibel volume. And talk to any sports writer who gets to go to all these games. I guarantee you, they will tell you, pick a three-peat of the L word in Staples Center. I was never at any of the Great Western Forum. I went to one Great Western Forum game, I think, ever. And then I saw Prince there. That's another story. I, I Ask Bill Plaschke. Ask him. What was the loudest you ever heard Staples Center? Was it a Stanley Cup? Was it an NBA Finals? Or was it round two, game six, Clippers Jazz? I've never experienced anything like it. It was special for the 19,000 people that were there. You know you were better than cardboard cutouts. The timing was immaculate. It was a Hollywood movie. And here we are in the final four versus CP3. And it's rated PG-13, this movie. And guess what? The leading man's name is Terrence Mann. Congratulations, Clipper Nation. Congratulations, Clipper. There were multiple times during the cast where the announcers, because I watched from from home on TV, and multiple times where the announcers were saying, this place is raucous, it's off the hook. And I just was like, yeah, you could hear it over TV. It was like watching in Utah. I was so proud. I was so proud. You and I have experienced so many times when, you know, back in the day, Blake and DeAndre, it would piss them off. It would irritate them that they didn't have a home court advantage. It irritated the Clippers. And yes, you were proud, Hank, and you should be proud because we brought it. We were the Seattle 13th man or whatever that is in football. 
We truly were the sixth man. Jordan Clarkson may have won sixth man of the year, but tonight Clipper Nation showed Jordan Clarkson who the sixth man was. It was us. Yeah. Yeah. You were there when we beat Denver Nuggets for the first series win in Clipper franchise history, and that was a pretty special event I was not at, and you were at. Can Can you talk to me about that experience however many years ago back in 2006? Well, listen, man, it, the truth is it, none of it. We just didn't know. We didn't know. No, I can't speak to that, to tell you the truth. It was a really long time ago. And truthfully, it, it no, I can't. You were you were wasted. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, it was, no, okay, fine, it was awesome. It was awesome. But it was also it was also new shoes. Like it was like, oh, we're oh, on sure. our run now. Oh, yeah. And this is what the Clippers yeah. are now. We. We had had years of disappointments as Clipper fans, but we had never right. had hope. So we had had like, man, we're in the finally in the postseason, and we were we were watching numbers getting spray painted X's on them, and thinking, yeah, "Wow, we we're really gonna do this this year," and we didn't. And then right. and then we went through a really rough stretch, followed by Lob City years. We were like, "Wow, we're really gonna do this," and then we didn't, and it wasn't really. Our team's fault. It was the fault of bodies breaking down and maybe coaching, right. as it turns out, and certainly GMing. Um, right. And I and I th- I think that's Definitely more coaching. More more what I would want to speak to is the idea that there has been. We've said it many times on the podcast. There's been a culture cha- change, but tonight mm. is where you really saw the culture change, oh, because yeah. I cannot think of a game in this situation where we would have been down even ten or twelve that the crowd wouldn't right. have sat down. And looked at their phones and been like, "Here we go again." <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm that's, just that's what, telling you, that's what even so shocked me. even without that's what shocked me, even without the group psychology of being in the stadium at home, even down 25, all I was thinking was, "I really wonder where, when game one's going to be. Is it going to be a night game or a day game? Is it going to be Sunday <laughs> or Monday?" I really never doubted. You never thought we were going to Utah for game seven. No. I did not I, think I that. I thought for sure Purvis would be scared and nervous at some point. I thought for sure he would rear his ugly head at some point. Yeah, no, no. I was never nervous. I was never nervous. I could always see the route. I could always right. see like where, what road we would take back to winning the game. I didn't think it would happen so quickly and so decisively, but I definitely thought, like, man, by the fourth quarter, we're going to be in this game. Um, but I sent you a picture. There was a moment when we were down. I want to say it was 18 points. I sent you a screen grab of the TV. There was a moment where like Donovan Mitchell's coming in and he's talk- talking to Quinn Sullivan. And Pat Beverly is Quinn liter- Snyder. Quinn Qu- Snyder. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Quinn Sullivan. I don't care. I'm not Thursday trying to learn his name. On CBS at 10 p.m. Pat Quinn Beverly. Sullivan. Pat Beverly is literally sitting on the scorers table staring at him with like this big smile he's listening to him coach him up he's sitting there just like eyeballing him with this big s eating grin on his face and i sent you multiple screen grabs of it and i'm i was watching that and i was like pat's gonna come alive this game these guys are these guys are gonna turn this around everyone's playing way too well they aren't gonna keep shooting so they aren't gonna shoot like this the whole game they're they're human they're human if this game was game three if this is what game three looked like, we would have lost game three. But I actually think after we beat them so hard, those two games, and then went to Utah and beat them, they, they couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle the adversity. They couldn't handle the adversity. There's mental weakness, and we were better. We just were better. And Terrence Mann so, also, after being this high-energy guy who could not control himself, right. unleashed, oh, unleashed the beast. He just unleashed oh, the beast. Yeah. And when he just started hitting three um, after three. Is he man or beast? Like, is he, he man or beast? He shot a three and made it. And he shot a second three and made it. And out loud watching the game by myself, I said, all right, Terrence, that's enough, man. You can't keep making these threes. Please don't keep hoisting threes. And he then, kept, like I said, them. seven of ten. He kept. Seven of ten, them. man. I want to hear you. I want to tell you this and let you hear this. <laughs> I want to hear you hear this. I understand what the words mean, but they are not the right words. But go ahead. The Jazz were up 75 to 50, okay? They scored sexy 69 by the second quarter, okay? It was 75 to 50, Utah Jazz. We ended that game after that 75-50 mark on an 
81 to 44 clip. Come on. It was 75 to 50. We're down 25. And what do we do? We go 81 to their 44. And now we're in the final four. And I just wish I had four monster, let's call them bananas, for the Utah Jazz to (laughs) suck right now. Because we are going to the final four as the four seed, and you ain't. And how how wonderful that we get to face CP3. How wonderful that we get to face, what's his name, Devin Booker, boy band, who is so disrespectful to PG-13. It's nuts. And how wonderful is this, Hank? We are undefeated without Kawhi Leonard. And the Clippers, I'm telling you, it's a sprain. It ain't a break. It ain't a tear. He was at the game. He was in the locker room. He was at the game. He was in the locker room. He was at the game watching the game. It's a sprain. He's coming back. He's coming back. There's something else, Chris. There's something else that's really exciting. No matter who we play in the postseason, no matter what the record is, they are going to have to know that – it's not enough to be beating us. It's not enough to be beating us by 25 <laughs> no, points. Absolutely like, right. And I'm not right. and I, I and I'm not done with this point yet. I'm not done with this this point yet. I went on Twitter. I spent a lot of time on Twitter after the game. It was really fun. And I ended oh, up on some Utah Jazz fans celebratory page at the half. They were celebrating at the half. And Idiots. They, and then someone posted on there, it's not enough of a lead. And someone else posted, don't worry, we're going back to Utah. And then it's pretty great because everyone's like, this tweet did not age well. But no, pe- they are going back but to they Utah. Were right. He was absolutely right. They but are they going right. back to Utah. But they were right. <laughs> With their tails tucked between their legs. But they were right. It wasn't enough of a lead. And so now yeah. teams have to know that yeah. down 25 oh, you, points, yeah. we can beat you. But there's nothing. something there's something even worse. Mm. We can be down 0-2 in the series straight out the gate, and it's not oh. enough. It's not enough. We play better. Oh when, we play better with our backs against the wall. It's not enough. So sure. I just think I just think that we are a very scary psychological team to play right now, and right. not to mention we literally are out two all-star starters, and we're doing this two all-star starters. Oh my god, I forgot. You're absolutely right. I, I literally forgot about Serge Ibaka. I'm like two. What are you talking about? Oh my god. And we and we we literally just and played I against Serge the defensive Ibaka. player of the year center. We played him with a second year rookie who scored 39 points, basically going head to head with Rudy Go- Rudy Gobert. I, I love I love that you called. It. He is exactly Terrence Mann is definitely a second year rookie. I love that. Anyway. Did you see Serge Ibaka tonight in his yellow bucket cap, his rain cap? And 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 by the way, Serge Ibaka, the fact that you used Paddington Bear to dress you tonight was so bold. I loved that, Serge. <laughs> Did you see Serge Ibaka? Did no. they show him on the broadcast? No, I didn't see him. But also, they I started the game yellow late. rain hat. I started the game late, so I was anytime there was, was not actual gameplay, yeah. I was fast forwarding trying to, because my phone was exploding, and I well, just needed to, to get to you, real time. You caught up. You caught up to real time at the right time because like, right you texted time. me. I'm in real time. Clipper Nation, congratulations. And, and you know, it's been 10 years, the past decade, where I kept saying, you know, you and I have been Clipper fans for 20 years. We've had two decades where we have been Clipper fans. And in the first decade, we had one winning season in yeah. the first 10 years. One yeah. winning season. We still had fun. We went to round two. <laughs> And we lost in yeah. seven to a team that shall not be mentioned, who actually beat L.A. twice, two times in a row. I think both times in seven. Regardless, we were a winning team once in 10 years. Now, the second, the back end, the backdoor sweep, the back end of the two decades that you and I have been to every single home game pretty much, we have been a winning basketball team, team for all 10 of those years. We have made the playoffs nine out of those 10 years. We have never, ever in the past 10 years, in the past 50 plus years, 51 years, I think is what it is. We have never, ever made it to the conference finals nope, ever. Never. Congratulations, Clipper Nation. You did it. You did it. And, two, and two. you did it. You did it without your star. Like, Injuries have always been a they massive said we were done, problem Chris. for us. They said we were done. Of course they did. Wasn't it 2-2 when Kawhi went down? Yeah, it was game four. He had that amazing dunk. It was the greatest dunk in Clipper playoff history. He bumped knees with Doc Rivers' genius cut, Joe Ingles. 
sarcasm, sarcasm. And so all of a sudden, Kawhi's done. He's gone. And we go to Utah, and Paul George scored 30. What, what was it? What, I, I don't even remember. I don't have it off the top of my head. I thought it was 30 and then 31 the next game. He, he in, in Utah, 31, he played 31. for 40 minutes. And scored. I think he scored over thirty. I think it was. I think it wasn't as much as Terrence Mann in Game Six, which is bananas. Bananas. Which is bananas. But Paul George had a. Everyone said Paul George had the game of his career in Game Five at Utah, and he played phenomenally tonight. It just so happens that second-year rookie. I love that term. Terrence Mann had thirty. Nine points, and it was a full team effort. It was a full team effort, and we're undefeated without Kawhi Leonard. We're 2-0. and We have won four in a row at Staples Center. We've won four in a row in the playoffs. We are over 500 on the road. We're 4-2 and on the road in the playoffs. We're over 500 at home in the playoffs. In the past, I think it's 11 games. We're 8-3 and in the playoffs. We are cooking at the right time. Everything is clicking. And up next in our sights is boy band Devin Booker and COVID-19 riddled Chris Paul. Not available. Oh, Chris Paul's not available in the conference finals. That's a shock. Usually he crumbles in the second round. <laughs> We're going to the finals. Here we go. Eight wins in the playoffs for the first time in franchise History, congratulations, Clipper Nation. Congratulations to you, Burbank Hank. You did it, buddy. You did it. No, you did it, buddy. We did it together. Terrence Mann, second career playoff start, and he led the team to victory. He was oh, he, man. and that means that he, without any any question at all in my mind, <laughs> is Hank's player of the game. <laughs> oh, I I I have a different. I have a different Hanks player of the game. For my Henry Dittman player of the game, you which I get to do. You don't. I, do, do you want to take a guess who my Hanks player of the game is? Is it me? It is part you because it's Clipper Nation. Oh, Clippers Nation. You did it, man. You did I, it. The, you blew me away. I've never seen anything. I've never heard anything like it. I've never seen anything like it. Remember when you watched a game, I believe, I think it was a Utah game at Utah, and you said you couldn't hear the sportscasters for oh, the first on, like, 10 minutes of the On game. the televised cast, I thought there was something wrong with the broadcast because you could only hear fans cheering and you could not hear the broadcasters. And then I realized it was because the stadium was so very loud. Oh, by the way, were the 300s packed shoulder to shoulder th- sold out? Every seat was taken even Amazing. the premier seats and you and what and what you, you basically everyone did everyone wear masks except when they were eating and drinking or no one wore masks uh, i mean i wore a mask <laughs> yeah so, but by, I mean, so there were people I mean, so wearing masks there were I'm definitely people wearing masks there were definitely people wearing masks and obviously there were a lot of people that were not wearing masks now obviously look here's the thing if you're fully vaccinated, you, 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 I mean, you wear a mask so you don't get COVID nineteen and give it to somebody who who you don't want to get it. You know, does that make sense? Like, yeah, I mean, for me, if I mostly wear a mask because if I, as an actor, if I test positive and I can't do the, it's not like I, we just take sick days from our day jobs. If we right, right, if we right, test right. No, positive, we don't get. The, we don't get like, the, if we test we, positive, we don't get the role. We don't get the movie or the commercial or whatever it is, and that honestly can be the next six months of our livelihood. So that's why, for me, that's honestly why I've been so careful through the whole pandemic. If I'm really being upfront about it, has been every single time I get COVID tested for a TV show or a commercial or a movie or a hosting job. I'm sitting there. I, I have 24 hours of like, if I went through all of this audition, negotiating contract process, and I don't get to do this because I have COVID-19, I'm going to be so mad. Um, so, but no, I mean, there, there is. It's very reasonable. Wear it so that you don't give it to other people. All right. So, so is Paul George in Game Five had two points less than Terrence Mann in Game Six. Let me, let me just, let me just, let me say that again. <laughs> which is crazy. In game five, Paul George, everyone is saying it was the game of his career. He put the Clippers on his back, and he scored two points less than Terrence Mann in game six. Paul George had 37 points in game five. 
Terrence Mann had 39 points in Game 6. That is a tip of the cap to Jerry West. That is a tip of the cap to Lawrence Frank. That is a tip of the cap to Tyron Lou. Yeah, Ty Lou with his adjustments, man. And frankly, I was on a thread tonight where a lot of fans were saying to me, man, Reggie Jackson out of nowhere having a great game. And I said, first of all, Disagree. casual, casual yeah, watching, casual, yeah, cash, casual, cash. because but I said, but I will tell you, he has been great since he got benched. You're absolutely right. And that's he's Ty been Lue. great. Yeah, that's Ty Lou. That's what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. We're both saying it. <laughs> it's so good. Drink it's it in so Clippers good, Nation. Man. I keep drinking. It is so good. I am feeling it. I am loving it. And I am so happy for you guys. You deserve this. We deserve this. I, I, It was so special and so spectacular. And the party continues. So we've got games Sunday, Tuesday, and then you and I are back in the building Thursday and Saturday, my friend. I believe it is. Well, I'm on location I, for both of those games. Oh, you dog. I'm going to be filming. You're, you're, I'll be filming Your in Hollywood Atlanta. Hank? I'll be Your filming. Hollywood yeah, I'll be filming in Atlanta for both of those games. Darn it! Well, well, we just have to keep winning so we can get you back in the building. Well, and also I'll be obviously wa- um, watching the games, and I will be bringing my travel mic so we can still clip clipcast on the road. Now that we know we can do that. Well, here's the thing, and, I, and I'm going to tell you. That I Dang, I, I just can't same, believe I'm missing them both. I keep wearing the same blue Hawaiian shirt and the same navy blue pants. They're they're now like four and zero. Oh. Okay. Yeah. To be fair, the Hawaiian shirt I wore away at Utah, so that shirt is now five and zero. But unlike you, I can't wash away the good luck. I can't wash away the good. Well, fortune. I didn't wear my wear my gear last game, and we won. So I did. I'm off the hook. I know it's well, on. It's all on you now, buddy. All I know is there's there may be a stink of winning about me. Because I will not wash away all the good juju on that blue Hawaiian shirt that is now five and zero, baby, five and zero, baby. Well, the good news is people will give you a little bit more of a wide berth in that fully crowded stadium. <laughs> you'll have a little extra room because you'll be disgusting. You know, the doctor told my mother it was a very wide berth. Excuse me. All right, so here's the deal, Clipper Nation. I don't even know. Is it crazy for me to? <laughs> I may not put commercials in this episode. Oh man, we gotta. I may just, still gotta pay I may the just bills. give it to Clipper Nation for free. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, you and I, come on. I mean, you're Hollywood Hank for crying out loud. <laughs> we don't need it. <laughs> we don't need it. I might give this one to Clipper Nation for free. Congratulations. Oh, Clippers Nation. We're proud to be a part of you. First time ever. ever. And it's versus CP3. I mean, it is written in the stars. I have said on this show many, 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 many times, and I really do want to expand upon this before I let you go, because obviously I, I don't ever want to let you go, to be quite honest, and I know I've got a stink on me, a stink of winning. I've got a couple of things to say here. We are going to the Final Four versus Chris Paul. That is massive. Chris Paul, obviously, a lot of people would tell you he deserves to be on the Clipper Mount Rushmore, and I'm here to disagree with that. But the fact that for the first time ever, the Clippers make it to the Final Four and it's versus our old quarterback, this is some Tom Brady nonsense. This is crazy. This is the if, if the Pats played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl last year instead of the Mahomes, whatever they're Buddy, playing. it's the beginning of a narrative that ends with us going head-to-head with Blake Griffin. Oh, wow. Right. That would blow my mind. We, we start with Chris show. Paul, we and then we go the Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, who were Clippers before Chris Paul was. Gosh, damn it. Don't forget about Landry. Charnet. It's easy to. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> but here's the thing. You watch NBA on TNT. You see Chuckles Barkley say to Shaq, if the Clippers win, it'll change L.A., and then, L- and then Shaq holds up his his thumb and his forefinger like a, a minuscule like a, like a like a millimeter away i i 100 percent disagree with that because i'm here to tell you i live in the south bay in redondo beach they call me rajon redondo donto Rondo. rajon redondo <laughs> that's great <laughs> they call me rajon redondo thank you or chris Wild. but i'm telling you i've lived here since in in redondo for two since 2009 
back in 2009, I saw a lot of Laker gear. Oh, my God. Excuse me. L-word gear. I saw I saw some Clipper gear. I'm not going to lie. I didn't see a single Warrior anything. Every blue moon, I would see a Warriors cap or T-shirt. And, and because I love basketball and I know basketball, I would literally go up to that person and talk to them. And every single time, they were a Northern California transplant who moved down here because of work or because of the weather. Winning changes everything. The Dubs, the Oakland Warriors, nay San Francisco Warriors, have not been in the playoffs for the past two years. But before that, they were there in the finals five years in a row. And they won three of them, I believe, three out of five. Winning changes everything. Everywhere I go to this day, I can tell you that actually the most NBA gear I probably see is warrior gear still, and it's sickening. But winning changes everything. I drove down James M. Wood to get to the stadium tonight, okay? That's my little, I love that that road to the stadium. If I'm ever in Hollywood, I take James M. Wood all the way down, and I love it. I passed by a park which was called, I believe it was called the Hope and Peace Park. And I saw kids playing on a basketball hoop. And I saw on that basketball hoop the Clippers logo. Because our owner, Stephen Ballmer, is the richest owner in all of professional sports. And he was asked by the mayor, whatever his name is, can you fix up a couple of our parks? And Stephen Ballmer said, I'll fix up every park. I will refurbish every basketball hoop in Los Angeles. And I Drove down James M. Wood to the stadium to game six tonight for the greatest home win in franchise history in front of the greatest crowd we've ever had in franchise history. And I saw that hoop with that Clippers logo on it. And I saw those kids playing on that hoop. I'm telling you, winning changes everything, man. We win. Just even just getting to the dance, getting to the final four, being the Western Conference champions, winning the coveted California Cup, but winning changes everything. And you can be a jaded, bitter L.A. sports fan who's seen it all. I'm telling you, five, excuse me, eight years ago, no one gave a crap about the team from Northern California, Sacramento or San Francisco. And winning changes everything. So Clippers, you won. You won the most games in the postseason you've ever won, and winning changes everything. Keep winning, boys. Keep winning. We're not in a soundstage in Florida. We're not in a Disney soundstage. We're not in a Warner Brothers soundstage in your beloved Burbank, Hank, with Bugs Bunny. These are the real guys playing real games in real cities and real stakes. This isn't an asterisk. This is for real. We're going to take you down, Phoenix Suns. The sun will set on you, boy band Devin Booker. CP3, you're a bust. We know it. We saw it for six years. You stink in the postseason. We're going to win. And Kawhi Leonard's coming back. Maybe it's in the finals. Maybe it's in the Western Conference finals. But he's coming back. And we're winning this whole damn thing. And tonight was special. Hug yourself. Hug your loved ones. Hug your fellow Clipper fans. And everybody else can suck it. No, it's I disagree. I disagree. It's everyone else, night. everyone else, get on the Clipper ship. All get are welcome. All Los Angeles residents and Los, all you fans of the other California teams, root for the state of California. Come join us. You can bandwagon right onto our championship. We want you to be a part of it. We want you to. I think to. it was our third. Two, I think it was two. our third season. I think it was our third season as season ticket holders when we sat next to a guy who would fall asleep in the row reading a book, and they'd put him on Jumbotron to sleep all the time. Remember this guy? Yeah. He had tickets. He had season tickets to every L Word game, every L.A. King game, and every Clipper game. Maybe Sparks. This dude was an L.A. sports fan. He went to every single game. I'm guessing he's a dentist. Dentists are super rich. 
there's plenty of room on this clipper ship for Come every on. person on planet Earth. It doesn't have to be a Los Angelino. It's got to be everybody. There's lots of room. I saw something very interesting today where, I guess, based on people tweeting the hashtag of the team at hand. So California and Nevada, the most hashtags they're using out of all the NBA hashtags are Clipper Nation. So California and Nevada are rooting for the Clippers. Phoenix has got, I guess, eight states or something stupid. That ain't going to last. We're America's team. We're the underdog. We're the lovable. We're the Chicago Cubs of the NBA. And one could argue, well, the Cubs won, you know, 100-plus years ago. And then, obviously, they won a handful of years ago. In a crazy game where I was at a Clipper game and they announced it on the Jumbotron, it was pretty fun. A lot of people were out in the hallways of the stadium watching the World Series. But here's the thing. We are the lovable losers. We're the bad news bears. And here we are in the final four. Here we go. I have said so many times to you on this show, one always plays two. One always plays two. One always plays two. We're here as the four seed. We knocked out the number one team. We are two and one versus Phoenix on the season. We are better than them, and Chris Paul falls apart in the postseason. It's what he does best. We are cooking. We're good looking. We may or may not have Kawhi in this next round. I think we probably have him at some point. We got this, Clipper Nation. I- I'm proud now. of you guys. Come on, Clipper Nation. On, get a good night's sleep. Come on, sleep. Clipper Nation. Get, ch- get charged up. Don't forget to call your dad. Send him a card. Get him a gift. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Ty Day. Ty Lue. Come on now, Stephen Clippers Nation. Ballmer. Toot, toot. Chris, I feel like you should sound the horn. You were at the game, and you should have it. You give it to me every single well, episode. I want you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll sound the horn tonight as we head to the Final Four for the first time in franchise history because we're going to the Final Four. Here comes the sound of the horn. Four. I should I should do uh, thirty nine horns for all of thirty nine points scored by Terrence Mann. <laughs>